Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first lesson every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Joe DiBiase here on today's show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, including those that are watching the show live. Wanted to test this out over the last couple of months, and this felt like the right opportunity to do it with a 4-3 to three win. I can't even say it without laughing. 4-3 to three win over the Boston Bruins in Boston. The Sabres... Six-game win streak. It continues. They just won on the road against the best team in hockey. This team just won on the road against the best team in hockey. Uh, we'll go through it all. Got some of the stats for you. Break down a couple of the goals. We'll look at the playoff picture. Every episode going forward, we are updating you on the playoff picture because that is how this season is going. We'll give out our goat head of the night, our MVP of the game as well. At Sneaky Joe Sports, follow me on Twitter, at Lockdown Sabres for the podcast account. And if you are uh, looking to watch the show and you're not watching live, check out our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, search Lockdown Sabres. It's the easiest way to get it. If you're looking to get a comment or a question on the show, two ways you could do that. At our Twitter account at Lockdown Sabres, or if you leave a comment in the YouTube comment section. I try not to go into our YouTube comment section too much. Well, I think we're a little more tame than a lot of YouTube channels, but it could still get a little uh, little messy in there. But if you drop a comment in there, I will scroll through it and see if I can find anything juicy. Uh, anyways, 4-3. to three, Sabres win in overtime over the Boston Bruins. Six-game win streak. Boston was 18-0-2 at home. Coming into this game, 18-0-2, they are now 18-0-3. And yes, you could see it, right? Boston's an incredible team. They are the best team in hockey. And nothing that happened today is going to change my thought on that. The Sabres were not the better of the two teams. Boston's a better team, but the Sabres stuck in it. They were right there with Boston throughout the entirety of the game. They did get outshot 40-25. to um, Some of the possession numbers were weighted in favor of the Bruins shot attempts at five on five in this game were 46 for Boston 29 for the Sabres but man you see how dangerous the Sabres are when they get goaltending when they get goaltending they they capitalize on such a high percentage of their chances that if they're scoring and they're always scoring and you add in the goaltending that's all you need to be a great team in the NHL is you capitalize on your chances and you get great goaltending. If you want to be an elite team, if you want to be a Stanley Cup contender, you know, eventually you'll play a team like Boston and you'll have more of the shot attempts. You'll have more of the scoring chances. Scoring chances in this game at five on five were 33 for the Bruins, 14 for the Sabres. But man, they played hard throughout. They had some tough, tough uh, shifts in their own end where they just did not quit. There was a, a, a shift in the second period where I thought for sure Boston was going to score. Thompson turned the puck over twice in his own end, and they just kept battling. Middlestat, Casey Middlestat, kind of an unsung uh, hero or unsung moment of this game. Um, Rob Ray did point it out on the broadcast, so it's not like it went completely unnoticed. But that shift I'm referencing in the second period where the Sabres got trapped in their own end. Middlestad is probably like two, three minutes into a shift. He's gassed, and he's got a 50-50 puck on the boards, and he out-muscles Brad Marchand. Uh, Marchand's not big by any means, but end of your shift, 
and he outmuscles Brad Marchand to get that puck out and get a change and prevent the Sabres from giving up a goal or even a penalty. Uh, a lot of moments like that throughout this game. But the heroes of the game down the stretch. We'll give our MVP out a little bit later. The heroes down the stretch, Alex Tuck and Dylan Cousins, giving both moments Sabres fans were holding out hope for uh, that would happen in that game. Um, you had the, the – the, it's kind of the flip, right? Backhand pass from Tuck to Cousins to tie the game with a minute 37 to go. And then in overtime, backhand pass back from Cousins to Tuck to win the game uh, at the 353 mark in overtime. And the Sabres win it 4-3. to three. Those two players that do not play very often together. Uh, two very good, skilled plays, recognizing where their teammate was. A pass right in the wheelhouse. And two guys that have shots that could put it in the back of the net. Both shots did get, you know, deflected a little bit. The goaltender, Swayman, made, uh, got a piece of Cousins' goal, but the shot was hard enough that it got through at the end of the third period. And then Tuck, uh, same thing, got enough on it in overtime so that it got through and got into the net. Looking at the goal scorers in this game in totality, Tage Thompson opened the scoring in the first period, his 27th of the season, assisted by Jeff Skinner and Alex Tuck. Alex Tuck, what a night for him. I mean, it was hard to not give him MVP with two goals and two assists, including the game winner and an assist on the game tire. But anyways, uh, he scores his 16th on a breakaway in the second period. Ilya Bushkin puts it out to center for Tuck. He's able to chip it by the defenseman. And then on the breakaway, watch that play back. Not many players shoot from where Tuck did there. Tuck isn't even past the faceoff circle. And he decides, oh, blocker's open. I'm going to shoot it right now. Um, he gets that little toe drag on it to change the angle and put it past him. Same thing he did on the on the winner in overtime. But he shot that a lot earlier than you see from a lot of guys. Uh, but it worked. Two to one at that point for the Sabres. The Bruins then roar back in the third period. Bergeron ties it at 2-2 with the 5-16 mark of the third. Brad Marchand gives the, the Bruins the lead. And then two high-sticking penalties. Four minutes for J.J. Paterka at the 13-24 mark. And then only four seconds later, basically on the ensuing faceoff, Ilya Labushkin takes a high-sticking penalty on Jake DeBrusque. And at that point, did anybody think the Sabres were going to win? What was their win probability probably at that point? Like 5%, 10%? I don't think they tracked that in hockey, but it could not have been high uh, by any means. And man, what a job to kill those penalties. I mean, they needed saves, right? Uh, we'll talk more about... If you could tell, I'm saving some Lukanen talk for the second segment here. But they got bailed out by a bunch of incredible saves throughout the entire game, but especially on those two penalty kills. Lukanen, their best penalty killer, fantastic job by him. Because um, there were a couple of giveaways, right? Thompson trying to make something happen on a five-on-three down one, which is perfectly understandable. He turns the puck over to Pasternak, and Lukanen's able to bail him out. There was another moment where he bailed out the penalty kill. Um, but they're able to kill off. That two-minute five-on-three, a full two-minute five-on-three, and then basically another two-minute five-on-four. And they only had two and a half minutes to tie the game. Darlene needs to get a shout-out for that game-tying goal, though. I'm jumping around here because there's so many things that happened in this game that it's like I just I, something comes up and I want to talk about that goal. Krebs in his fight and then his reaction after. Just, oh, oh let's talk about that. That game-tying goal, though, while we're on it, what a play by Darlene. Darlene having the mental fortitude to know Tuck is going to beat his man to the spot. So he's able to take that risk and shoot the puck down the ice in an icing situation. But the, the, 
to bounce off the boards. He knows Tuck is going to get there first. And he's got to put that in the right spot so that the bounce comes out to Tuck. It's a, it's a long stretch pass, essentially, is what it is, just with a deflection. Um, so a great job by Darlene there. And that's a play he's run before. So I don't think he just all of a sudden, oh, this will work. He did need to know that Tuck was going to beat his man there, but the Sabres have run that before with Darlene. Uh, so an incredible job by him. Just a lot of incredible moments throughout the day. Uh, a couple of stats of the game for you in the Sabres 4-3 win over Boston. Tuck, as I mentioned, leads the way with two goals and two assists. He had 21 minutes and 30 seconds of ice time. Him and Thompson led the way on time on ice. Thompson just scores the one goal, but it opened the scoring. Very skilled goal by him at the beginning to kick things off. Um, Dylan Cousins, goal and assist, as I mentioned, the give and goes with Tuck. Jeff Skinner gets an assist on the night, his 21st of the season. Labushkin and Dahlin also get assists in this game. Owen Power, I wonder, I should uh, look real quick. 18-44, that's got, or tw excuse me, 28-44, that's got to be a, a season high for him, doesn't it? It has power played 28 minutes and 44 seconds in a game this season. I'll, I'll look, but I'm guessing he has not. Um, just doing a quick scan here. He played 26-28 early in the season. He did. Actually, against Boston earlier in the season uh, on November uh, 12th at home, the 3-1 game the Sabres lost to Boston. Uh, power played 29-35. Maybe Darlene left that game. Something happened with Darlene in that game. Um but so it was the second highest mark of the season in terms of time on ice. We will take a timeout when we come back. We'll give away our goat head of the night, our MVP of the game. If you can tell, there's one guy that stood on his head that I haven't really mentioned yet. So maybe a little bit of a giveaway there. But we'll get to that when we come back. And then we'll take a look at the playoff picture after this sixth win in a row. Where the Sabres are in the standings, games in hand what some of these teams ahead of them are doing tonight uh, and when they're playing. So if you want to do a little bit of scoreboard watching, uh, you'll be able to do so. That's all coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by betonline.net, your number one source for all your sports wagering information all season long. Get the latest odds and trends on every professional and amateur league out there. You got pro football with the NFL playoffs upcoming. College football bowl season is in the final stretch. But if you're listening to the show live, Still got time. We got time at least. I guess you could live bet uh, TCU and Michigan, but you still have um, Ohio State and Georgia tonight. Uh, so head over to Bet Online. Check out the odds. I've been telling people all season long this is your last opportunity to do this. Check the odds when you're making fantasy football lineup decisions. When I am stuck between two guys and I don't know who to play, I look at their over unders. Okay. I want to play. I got a decision to make. Isaiah Pacheco of the Chiefs versus Rashad White of the Buccaneers. I got to play one of them. Easy way to decide. Go to bet online. Look up what the over-unders are. Okay, Isaiah Pacheco's over-under is 56 and a half rushing yards in this game. Rashad White's over-under is 42 and a half rushing yards. All right, I know who I'm playing. I'm playing Isaiah Pacheco. It's a useful tool for that as well. Head to Bet Online's website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast, which you can check out live. Uh, do I need to say you can check out live? You're, if you're watching live, you're watching live. Uh, but anyways, uh, check out our YouTube channel. Check out all of our uh, podcasts on the Odyssey app. Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Our goat head of the night given to our MVP of the game, the goat of the game. It's got to be Uka Pekka Lukanen. 
got to be Uka Pekalukin. And I've not seen who the three stars were yet of the game. This is criminal. I just saw them. Criminal. Alex Tuck is the number one star. That's not criminal. That is completely defensible. Brad Marchand is the second star of the game with a goal and an assist. Patrice Bergeron is the third star of the game with a goal and zero assists. That is absurd. Yes, they were great in that game. No doubt. Marchand and Bergeron. But come on. Ukapeka Lukanen has got to be one of the stars of that game. 37 saves on 40 shots, including a number of goals that he had of shots he had no business saving. That should have gone in the back of the net, and Lukanen just flashed the pad, crossed the ice, used his size, uh, dove across, made a sprawling save that he, he shouldn't have been expected to. He bailed the Sabres out repeatedly throughout this game. Lukanen is my number one star of the game. I'm making him the goat head of the night. Tuck is a defensible answer, a defensible pick, but not Marshawn and Bergeron. Lukanen has to be above those two. Uh, High danger scoring chances in this game. Boston had 15, and Lukanen turned away, I believe, 12 of them. I believe all three of them came on high danger chances. He didn't have a low danger goal allowed, I believe. Um, but it, it was just, oh my gosh, like the, the number of saves, like the Marchand one at the beginning of the first period or early in the first, uh, second period, wherever it was. Like that's one where, okay, yeah, Marchand didn't put it you know, where he should have top corner or into the, the middle of the net. Um, but Lukanen still has to get over there and make that save, even though Marshawn's a little bit off on the shot uh, on that two-on-one that he stopped. And there were a number of those throughout the game. And this is not new for Lukanen. This is very impressive, and it's going to make the Sabres' decision very hard coming up at goaltending because he had two really strong performances in a row out west Um and then he comes back out of this trip or out of this break. He has a really strong performance the other night and now or against Detroit. And now he puts this out on the ice against the best team in hockey on the road. Stands on his head. You can't send him down like that. I don't think they will. I don't think the Sabres will send Lukanen down off that performance. There's no way that they could feasibly get away with that. And I don't think they would want to do it either. Um, but for now, I think he's safe. You never know. One bad start, maybe he's back down. And the update on Eric Comrie, who has been out for weeks with an injury, an ankle injury, he was loaned to Rochester on a conditioning stint. I believe he's playing right now at time of recording. Um, so Comrie is getting healthier and is getting very close to returning. But I just, you can't, you can't put Lucan down. He's the number one right now. He is the number one right now. Uh, Anderson, Craig Anderson has had some nice play this season, but... I'd hazard to guess this is the this is the best stretch of goaltending we have seen from a Sabre goalie all year. This four-game sample size from Lukanen. And the old saying in hockey is you, you ride the hot hand, you play the hot goaltender. And right now, I think Lukanen is definitively the hot goaltender. After 28 saves on 31 shots against Detroit, 41 saves on 43 shots against Vegas, 39 saves on 41 shots against Colorado, and now here, 37 saves on 40 shots against. That is 40-plus shots against three of the best teams in hockey. Boston, Vegas, Colorado. And he didn't allow more than three goals in any of them. That's that's a great job by Uka Pekalukanen. He's the goat head of the night. He's the MVP of the night. Criminal. Right, the Boston media did not make him one of the three stars of the game. Uh, but 
I think he stays up. I think he should stay up, and he should be the number one goaltender, whether or not Comrie is healthy until, uh, you know, maybe he cools off a little bit here. All right, we'll take a timeout here. When we come back, we'll look at the playoff picture, where the Sabres stand, how close they are, who they've jumped over, and what those teams above them are doing tonight. Uh, That's coming up here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Happy New Year to everybody, and this message is going to be very important given that it is New Year's Eve. You're hanging out with some friends. You're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill somebody. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, it still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks tonight or any night, think again. Play it safe. Plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTCA. Jody Biasi here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Okay, a look at the playoff picture in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Sabres with the win over the Boston, or the, over the Boston, over the Boston Bruins, extend their win streak to six in a row, which means they have now leapfrogged the Detroit Red Wings. The Red Wings are now behind the Sabres, now both now both in points total and points percentage. Uh, the Sabres at 38 points in 34 games played. They are six points back of the New York Rangers, the New York Islanders, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Penguins and Islanders currently residing in wildcard spots. The Rangers are one spot out, and then it's the Sabres. The Sabres are only two teams from the playoff picture, and that is always a part of this equation. It's not just how many points back you are. It's how many points back you are. It's how many games played you have versus your opponents, and how many teams do you have to leapfrog? The Sabres have already taken care of two of those hurdles, right? One of them is not under their control. But they have the advantage when it comes to games played. They have given themselves an advantage on teams they have to climb over. They've already done the job on that front. In the last month of the season, they have jumped over Detroit and Florida and Ottawa and Montreal. Like They have climbed over these teams. They were seventh in the Atlantic Division for a huge chunk of this season. And now they are fourth in the division, and they only have two more teams to climb over. Oh, I mean, two weeks ago, that number might have been five teams that they had to climb over, if I remember right, where they were at the standings. So, anyway, six points back of the Rangers, Islanders, and Penguins. They have three games in hand on both the Rangers and the Islanders. They have two games in hand on the Penguins. And then, if you're watching live either on uh, Twitter or if you're watching on our YouTube channel, um, I got to scroll up. I now have to scroll up to get into the Metropolitan Division because we got to start looking at Washington. Although we are, we already were looking at Washington, I guess. We might have to start looking at New Jersey. New Jersey, who was putting up historically great advanced numbers at the beginning of the season and had an incredible wins-loss record. You know, they had a bunch of guys having career years. Jesper Bratt, Jack Hughes, a bunch of guys. Lindy Ruff was getting Coach of the Year talk, and maybe he still is a little bit. They have fallen way back down to earth. The Devils have only won two of their last 10, um, and they are now at 48 points in 36 games played. So the Sabres have two 
games in hand. It's a 10-point gap there. But if the Devils keep sliding, we might have to start talking about what they're doing night to night as well. But for now, it's the Rangers, Islanders, Penguins, and Capitals. To make the playoffs, the Sabres are going to have to beat out two of those teams. And I think there is a very strong possibility that they are able to do that. It's not just because they're on the win streak. It's how they are playing in this win streak. It's how individuals are playing in this win streak. And also, now that they're starting to get goaltending, that is the key to unlock this playoff season for the Sabres. We know the scoring helps. The scoring's exciting. It makes them fun. It makes fans want to reinvest in the team. The goaltending has to come with it if they want to be a playoff team, and the goaltending is now starting to come with it, headed by Ukepekalukin in, in a little bit with Craig Anderson as well. So what are those two teams, all those teams, doing tonight? The Capitals are already in action. They are in the first period. By, by the time you're listening to this podcast, if you're not watching live, you already know what happened in that game, but they're currently up 2-0 in the first period, so it looks like a pretty strong possibility that the Capitals will win that game. Other teams in action tonight, Detroit, who is behind the Sabres. They play at 7 o'clock against the Ottawa Senators. Um, and I believe, though, that is pretty much it. It's a pretty light night when it comes to the teams around the Sabres. But Sunday, Sunday, they've got a few more. Florida and the Rangers play. Florida behind the Sabres by a couple of points. Uh, the Rangers ahead. That's a 5 o'clock puck drop on Sunday. So if you're looking for a scoreboard watch, I, that's a tough one. I don't even know who you root for there. The Rangers are above the Sabres, but... I've been telling you for weeks, I think Florida is going to get it together. I think Florida is going to be pushing for one of those playoff spots. So I don't know that you just necessarily want to root for the Panthers there. Um, Sabres, of course, have their matchup with the Senators tomorrow night. And then the Islanders are in action against the Kraken. And the Kraken have had a very strong season so far. They have really cooled off as of late, but they still are at 40 points and 34 games played. They have lost uh, seven of the last 10. Um, but that's an 8 o'clock puck drop tomorrow if you're looking for a scoreboard watch while the Sabres are playing. So that's what's going on around the Sabres. I mentioned on yesterday's show, moneypuck.com. It's only one site, and we could you could dig into how they do things if you want. I'm not privy to how they do it, but they have the Sabres at 50.8% to make the playoffs, and that was before this win over Boston. I'm imagining the entire. So if they have the Sabres, oh, it's one site at least that has the Sabres more likely than not to make the playoffs. But at the very least, the Sabres have given us one thing. Belief that they're going to be in the race. Not necessarily belief they're going to make the playoffs. That's going to be very tricky still because of the math they have to, the, the, the comeback they necessarily have to have in the standings. But they should be in a race. I think this team is good enough to be in a race. Their results now are showing they're good enough to be in a race. I think they're going to be in a race. And it'll make the rest of the season way more interesting. Way more interesting. Thank God. Meaningful games in January at the minimum we're going to have this season. And hopefully February, March, and April. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope everything went well on our live stream. It was our first uh, test of that. Check us out on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, search Locked On Sabres. Easiest way to get a hold of us there. Uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Odyssey app, or Spotify. Like and subscribe us wherever you may be listening. And we will talk to you next time after the Sabres face off with the Senators in Ottawa on Sunday night. Thanks for making us here on Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. Now go make your next listen Locked On Sports Today. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.